5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Happy Thursday, everybody. We're going to jump right back into our encounters, and we're going to talk about a guy today. And everybody knows this guy because this guy is um, is Judas. Now, there's other Judases, yes, in Scripture, but you, when you know and you hear the word Judas, you know which one we're talking about. So Judas is one of the 12 disciples that Jesus called to follow him, right? Those were kind of his core group, his core group of people who were recalling. And so he was the one that was with Jesus day in and day out of following him, watching him, hearing him, and even one of the ones that he sent out to do also the preaching of the kingdom of God. Now, we also know where Judas is most uh, most well known for is the betrayal of Jesus, right? He's the one that gives him up to the to the Jewish high council. You know, he's the one that goes and betrays Jesus, you know, outrightly with a kiss. And you also ask yourself the question, why? Why would a guy who followed Jesus day in and day out for three years, seeing everything and hearing everything that Jesus had to say, and somehow still missing it. Now, why? I mean, listen to even how John John chapter 6. So, I mean, this is early on in, in, in the uh, gospel, but, um, but John, again, is, is a different gospel. It's laid out differently. He tells you exactly who Jesus is up front. But in John chapter 6, verse uh, 70, it says, Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. So it's almost like Jesus, even during this time, knew that Judas was not a believer. He was going through the motions. So, I mean, so we're talking about not just a single encounter here with Judas. We're talking about a three-year journey with Judas. And he had daily encounters with Jesus. And somehow... He still missed it. And so it's, I don't know, I mean, to me, it, it kind of brings us to a discussion where we talk about, you know, like our churches today. And, and some people think, hey, as long as like I'm, you know, going to the church or, you know, I'm, I'm counted as one who sits amongst the, the pews or the seats of the, of the church of the people, so I'm going to be good you know, once again, it goes back to our same, you know, conversation that we had yesterday. If this was all about our works and about us sitting in a pew, then we've missed the point. And it's kind of brings us right back to Judas. Judas was like, maybe he's like, hey, you know, like, um, I'm going to follow this this Jesus. Uh, maybe he thought he was, you know, maybe a good teacher, maybe a good person, but he maybe he missed the rest of it. And yet Judas is kind of like the one who just sits there and kind of goes through the motions, not really trusting and believing in the Christ, but somehow missing it. And there's that, what happens with a person who's going through that? 
What happens with a person who is believing that somehow this designation of disciple or this designation of churchgoer is going to be the you know the 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 thing that's going to save them and not the Christ. You know Jesus I think you know when um he would make sure that he was talking to his disciples about what this looked like, right? I mean Jesus talked to them and confronted them and even challenged them. So it wasn't that Judas was without challenge. He Jesus challenged them all. But he also remember these words he says uh, in in Matthew. He says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven." So Jesus is already giving them some hints, right? And John, yes, is is pretty right there out in the open, like, "Yep." Uh, you know, one of you is a devil. <laughs> like he he's pointing out, like because you know, once again, Jesus knows the heart, and Jesus sees more than we see in people. So we can come across them at a church, and they might have a smile on their face. They might be doing the things that it make them look like they are one of the people, and yet in their heart, they're still hardened. They're still saying this whole thing doesn't really mean anything, but really it's just me sitting in the pew that means something. And if it's just me sitting in the pew, then yeah, like you, we, we, we're missing. We're missing it. Yet Judas, right? Jesus still comes to Judas. And Judas is, has betrayed Jesus. Judas comes to, to, to out to Jesus where they are in the garden, right? And Judas asked, or Jesus asked Judas, right? Judas, are you betraying me, the Son of Man, with a kiss? So even, even, even as he was being betrayed, Jesus is still reaching out to him. He's still trying to remind Judas that he is the Son of Man, the Lord who is the, you know, the name that is above every name. But I also think that, that uh, in this example, what we see, you know, when, when Judas does kiss Jesus and kind of turns him over to these religious leaders for this, you know, sham of a trial that would then follow, is that this betrayal doesn't actually end Jesus, but it actually can destroy Judas. So what we see is this crumbling effect that happens with Judas after the betrayal. After now he has none of these disciples to turn back to because he's ultimately turned his back on them as well. And he leads to this place where it says in the scriptures that he commits suicide. He's so troubled by this decision that he ultimately takes his own life. So when we're looking at these pieces of Judas and the encounter that, uh, that Judas had with Jesus, it wasn't just once, but it was a constant. And he was trying to go through the motions. He was trying to make it look like he was one of them. But Jesus always knew. 
Jesus was trying to be able to challenge him to think about it differently. And it's the same thing that I would say to you. What does it look like for you or for someone to be able to walk through and just, you know, kind of go through the motions and not really understanding what it means to, as Jesus says, you know, give up my life for the sake of Christ, for to be able to say die to self and to live with Christ. There is a whole thing that happens, and it's a call to discipleship that means more than just me coming to church for an hour, maybe in a little bit more than an hour for one, uh, like once a week, maybe even once a month. You know, like there is a difference that's happening here, and we're saying, God, change our hearts, open our eyes, don't allow our hearts to be hardened by the world around us, but allow you to transform it. All right, everybody, I'm going to let you uh, sit with that for a bit, and uh, we'll be back again.